0: Up to start. Don't hate it. Hey everybody. Welcome to the uh Let's Talk Tiger podcast. So uh this is part of the Corked Bats Podcast Network. Um, this is part one of a limited run podcast presented by cork bats would this be the first limited run a limited edition limited series podcast for cork bats
1: yeah i think this is the first mini series that cork bats has had a hand in with anything so we did we did write a um years ago we did write a six or no a 10 part mighty ducks four but that was just a blog so i don't know if that <laughs> uh that was done by wow. the the hand of the great chris nester wrote that one that's and awesome it was fantastic so that's incredible
0: um but yeah so limited edition limited series podcast here with cork bats uh my name is kenny ashton i'm one of the co-hosts of the uh cork bats movie tv entertainment you know just fun stuff
1: podcast uh the Boys um great podcast by the way not sorry to interrupt but great podcast you guys if you're which if you're this is going on the cineboys feed right it's yes so so look you're already here on the feed go ahead and hit subscribe because they if you love movies even half as much as i do you need to you need to go and listen to the cineboys because they're great and kenny is one of the boys are you the the main boy the main boys? i would i would say
0: that i i do uh probably most the talking i wouldn't say i'm the
1: main boy i just can't shut up (laughs) you're you're the like you're the iron man of the avengers basically yeah i'll take it okay i'll take it i'll take (laughs) it. i did say you look like uh 90s uh 90s robert downey jr before we came on with your Mm -hmm. with your hair i love the flow dude drier hair but yes i i see it if you're watching on YouTube, that should, if you're listening on the podcast, that, that it should give you more incentive to go and watch on YouTube to see yes. Kenny's luscious flow. Right. We're both – I mean, you
0: as well, man. You just look so handsome. You got the beard, the COVID Stop. beard. It's it's a good – yeah. Like, obviously, it's going to sound great if you want to listen to it, like in your car. But if you really want the full effect, <laughs> you're going to want to hop over to YouTube for this. Um, but, of course, yes, you've already heard my my co-host, co-host in this endeavor – uh he's i would say the godfather of cork nation <laughs> is that too much
1: no that's yeah kiss the ring dude it's uh, for sure without question oh uh, and does that make me the marlon brando uh, sure yeah disclosure i've never seen godfather to be honest with you well I, you're gonna need to, you're gonna need uh, to fix that. yeah i shouldn't be saying that on a movie podcast but that is one of the that's like oh, hey that's the, the go-to of like what movie have you never seen that people would be pissed at you about that's my that's my answer
0: well, hey, man! It's a movie and sports podcast. This time, we say all the time on uh, Cineboys, uh, this is not a sports podcast, even though we end up talking about sports.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, we technically have a feud right now, right. which because because right. my podcast, the Junk Door, we have a feud, and it's it's hosted by two Titans fans and a Steelers fan. And the Cineboys is hosted by just four straight up Chiefs fans. <laughs> yeah. And so we've got beef for whatever reason. And we we actually addressed it on our latest episode. And I know you guys address it. You guys keep stirring the pot. I know. like, hey, But it's easy. It's, well, when you carry the spoon, it's easy to stir the pot. So. It
0: is. And here's the other thing, too, um, is that I, I I realize that when we record, it's usually before football games happen. And then we release it after the football game has been played. <laughs> so we say things and then we feel in this instance we said something <laughs> then both the titans
1: and Steelers lose yeah. and then
0: we just look like jerks and we well i think
1: it. we all i think we both kind of expected at very least a rematch of the afc championship game but yes uh, I, I i
0: wasn't i was planning on playing the titans next week
1: but. yeah i was i was i mean i was hoping at very least for a trip to arrowhead just because it meant they advanced but right, uh, right. <laughs> it's cool the uh ravens stomped on the logo so yeah
0: yeah, but also my co-host is uh, the uh, co-host, one of the co-hosts of the Junk Tour Podcast. And here's my favorite stat. He is a one-time Academy Award
1: ceremony attendee. That is true. Yeah, I was a seat filler at the uh-huh. 90th annual Academy Awards. You, should put, you need to put that in front of everything you do, man.
0: Just like <laughs> Just Academy Award attender. Austin Huff.
1: I, I should put it in my Twitter bio at very least. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was one of the coolest things in the world. And it's honestly like, if you ever get the opportunity, which the opportunity is very hard to come by, <laughs> yeah. but if you ever get the opportunity, drop everything you're doing to do it. It's it's one of the most, it was the most, most surreal things I've ever done in my life.
0: Yeah. And you were on TV. Like that was the best part about <laughs> that it. Was true. That that literally, true. I remember watching and being like, that looks like Huff. And then seeing things on Twitter, I guess Roma tweeted something about it. And then a friend of mine said something about it. I was like, that was Austin. Yeah. I had to rewind it and watch it again.
1: Gosh, the number of stories I could tell from that night alone. But that it's funny because there was one seat filler who, you can, it's kind of by chance where you sit. And most of the time, like if anyone ever comes back to their seat, you have to get up. Mm-hmm. One girl uh, seat filler from the very first commercial break got to go in and sit in denzel washington's seat who did not show up to the oscars until literally right before the best actor um award was given out so she got to sit front row next to um oh gosh why am i blanking on her name greatest actress of all time uh meryl streep meryl streep sitting right next to meryl streep front row front and center and uh for the entire show so she, like she was on tv probably more than anyone that wow. day and then and then uh, lo and behold luckily like right before uh best picture award when everyone's tuning in <laughs> this this dumb mug got flashed on tv <laughs> next to uh, uh uh ashley judd and um uh what's her name marino the romeo michelle's high school uh, re- uh mira sorvino mira sorvino yeah. yes uh so yeah just next to those two so classic classic times
0: well hey man i'll tell you what it's it's good to have you this feels this
1: feels right it does feel good yeah no thank you for having me i'm excited to talk about this this insane tiger documentary yeah i've
0: been i've been meaning to get you into the old podcast corvette and take your spin so
1: let's do it let's take this corvette first man
0: yeah man so yeah I'll,
1: i'll be ferris and you'll be uh no, uh, you be Ferris because you got the hair. I'll, I'll <laughs> be the be uh,
0: Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I get it.
1: All right. Well, um, so yeah, this podcast
0: essentially, um, here we are at the intersection of film and sports. We've been waiting for this. Um, and really what this podcast is, it's a companion piece to the uh, HBO two-part documentary Tiger. Um, part one aired Sunday, this last Sunday, and then part two is going to air this coming Sunday um if you haven't figured it out yet it's a documentary about tiger woods um directed by (laughs) named yeah named in that case yeah i I wonder how long it took for them to kind of figure that out what they were going to name it (laughs) you call it woods
1: like i don't know what does he have a distinguishable name yeah (laughs) all right let's just call it that
0: yeah (laughs) Uh, directed by Matthew Hamachek and Matthew Heineman and produced by HBO Sports. Um, our main goal with this podcast is simply just to share our thoughts, um, feelings, hot dates, etc. cetera. Um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of go through it chronologically, but I mean, for the most part, it's more to just talk about it. And um, if you haven't watched part one yet, um, we do recommend maybe stopping this podcast right now. Uh, going and watching it, and then you can come back and pick up where you left off. Yeah. Um, or There are there are spoilers. He, he Yes. The 97 Masters. <laughs> <laughs> so just in case you had that recorded
1: and we're waiting to watch it. Sorry. It's on your TiVo. You have to like dust <laughs> off. Not even your TiVo, your VCR. You have to just dust it off and put the right. tape. Right. You just got the tape labeled with a Sharpie. Yeah, it's like Home Alone Masters. is scratched out and you have to write <laughs> Tiger's Masters yeah. over top
0: um yeah so go watch it Uh, because yeah there will be spoilers we're going to talk about pretty much everything that happened in uh part one um or don't come back we'll still get credit if you listened up to this point so hey there you go yeah you should you should definitely come back no but come back
1: because to be honest with you episode two is where like the juicy stuff comes out oh yeah Uh, i'm very excited for episode two but episode one was was great i gotta ask you kenny all the documentaries you've seen in your life, which you I'm sure you've seen countless documentaries. Has there ever been a documentary with a cast of characters with better names than this one?
0: They're good. I, I can't I can't think of anything in particular. Um where yeah, there's just some just names that you look at and you're like, I don't, I'm not, I mean, they're not unpronounceable, but no. also like you, yeah, you don't know for sure.
1: Right. Which, which, like, a documentary about a guy named Tiger, like, it, it only makes sense to have, like, every character have, you know, or every person that, you know, gives an interview for this thing have, like, a ridiculous name. and Like, I, I, I just want to run down some of these. You got, first of all, Sir Nick Faldo, which we all know Nick Faldo. Right. Nick Faldo. Great name.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Dina Parr, first of all, Tiger's first <laughs> girlfriend, last name of Parr, that's phenomenal. No wonder he broke up with her. He wanted something <laughs> under her. Yeah. Uh Robert Lucetic, obviously we all know Robert Lucetic. Mm-hmm. Thomas Bonk, Bonk. Bonk. <laughs> uh, Amber Loria, Hootie Johnson. That's the that's the chairman of the Masters. Hootie Johnson. That's great. Like I've loved the Masters for a long time. I think I love the masters even more, you know, all, you know, obviously all the, uh, all of their racism and, and past history aside, not great. Not great. Not great. Yeah. The name yeah. Hootie Johnson though is great. And I'll, right. I'll argue that with anyone, but, and then you also have Gary Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. all right, maybe we shouldn't have ended on that one, but Gary Smith, <laughs> what a name. I don't
0: even think I could pronounce Sa- Sandra Cyberage Westfall. I don't. I don't know if that's right I, or not.
1: I'm glad you took a shot because I wasn't yeah. about to.
0: <laughs> I apologize. Obviously, she's probably listening. I
1: do apologize. Right. E- Elon's friend and also writer. So, yeah. but yeah. let's be honest. She only got into the pod or into the documentary because she's Elan's friend. The, right. She probably was like she had probably had that written in her contract. Like, look, I'll do the interview, but you have to say I'm a writer. And they're like, all right, you're a writer <laughs> and Elan's friend. And, Elan's friend. We're
0: not. We don't have you here because you're a writer, Sandra. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. Um. I, I here's one thing too that I've kind of. I feel like they missed the opportunity here with marketing. It, I feel like every picture marketed for this documentary is just
1: like Tiger's face. <laughs> I feel like they could have done a little bit of fist pumping in there. Hey, and I'm glad you brought that up because I counted. The number of fist bumps in this in (laughs) this in this documentary so i want i want to ask you can you guess the number of total fist bumps and i and i i broke it down i have both big fist pumps Mm -hmm. or, or well actually yeah i have big fist pumps and then just total number of fist pumps
0: okay so there's okay i would
1: and like we all know, the big, the signature tiger. So, like Woods. the big one is this. Yeah. The big one is the right. undercut punch that you would see in like a, a Mortal Kombat finishing move. Right. That is the, the big fist pump. And then the little like, fist pump we've seen that, you like know, the, little the tiger. Punks. Yeah. Just a yeah. little subtle, like he's holding you. the shake weight, you know, just all right. Uh,
0: my guess, oh man, I would probably say somewhere around 46. You, you actually way overshot that one. <laughs> <laughs> I should not have. Oh man! Or, yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't like paying attention. Like it's just one of those
1: things where it's like you've seen him do it so much. Yes. Like, yeah, no, no, and, and that's the thing too. It's like, and they showed so many highlights from Masters, PGA Championship, U.S. Open, like mm-hmm. every tournament he's ever played in. They showed him, and and in every tournament, especially during that that twelve year run where he's just absolutely dominant. Just so many like ah. <laughs> let's go Uh, that so total number of I'll give you the the total number and I want you to tell me how many you think he had 18 total fist bumps in the in the episode okay how many were big ones
0: I'm I'm gonna guess half of them were big. I'll say nine. Dude, you nailed it. It was mm. exactly
1: nine. Give it. Yeah, give yourself yes. a big fist bump. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's number ten. We should do. I was... We should see over. Well, we try to go for over under part two on fist bumps. Oh, I love that. Okay, yeah. all right, let's
1: do it right now. Let's. Okay, so over under. If there was eighteen in this one. I'm gonna say there's got to be less piss pumps in the second one. I
0: agree. I feel like there's gonna be a lot more um, hard that, times for Tiger coming. A lot less more head popping. dropping. Yes. Yeah, a
1: lot more like rubbing your eyes. <laughs> like. Right.
0: Yes. Yes. I would. I'll go. I'll say total. I, I would say um,
1: for the over under. I'd put. I'd say six. Six. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna almost double that. I'm gonna say eleven. Okay. Just because I'm I'm factoring in the very end, there's got to be some sort of montage at the end where we're mm-hmm. going to get a crap ton of. <laughs> in fact, almost, I point. should maybe almost go 18 again, just because <laughs> based off of the end of so like uh, just fist pump montage that they're going to have. Because I mean, if you remember the Last Dance, which the only reason we have this Tiger documentary is based off of the success of the Last Dance, right? based off of that and the montage they had with eddie vetter singing at the very end on the final episode mm-hmm. you know we're going to get something similar at the end of this two episode deal yeah. so I, I i'm gonna go 11 i and, it, and that may even be underselling it so yeah i'm writing the, this down by the, the whole yeah good the whole like in credit scene could just be a montage of fist bumps constant. It, it, oh, <laughs> I wouldn't complain. In fact, that would actually be funny. it bring a little levity to the to the podcast, yeah. or to the uh, the documentary. You know, after all of that like sex talk and him going getting arrested and DUIs yeah. and drugs, just a montage of him just doing this, yeah. you know, like I'm back. I'm one of the masters again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah,
0: kind of speaking of like fist pumps and, and that kind of era of tiger, like I, I it's so easy. I feel like tigers become such a um, part of just like popular culture that you don't even think about him as a golfer anymore. Like it's just tiger woods. And so like to go back through those, like from like early nineties through like mid to late two thousands, like, and just remember like how insane he was, like how yeah. dominant he was at golf. Like that, like I, I kind of forgot about that. So to just watch him have these like massive leads, I think it was like, what, like 2000 at pebble beach where he
1: had like going into the final round, he had, he was up like how much like, it was like I, nine or yeah i think he was up 10 i think he was up 10 strokes yeah. <laughs> done into the final hole and pebble beach is like one of the most difficult so courses, hard. like ever so like the mad to, to not just have that kind of distance from any golfer no matter what your score is like that's just absurd and right. i mean that that's like like what you would imagine like a pro golfer to have a lead on in like an amateur golf tournament and he yeah. did that against other professionals on the hardest course possible. And then there was the I think his first masters he was up 12 strokes going into the final hole yeah. or something. Insane. Like, like and that's and this is this is youngest. This is Tiger when he was at his youngest. You know, right. uh, the Pebble Beach one was what during the Tiger Slam, but like the, the it's just it's just crazy to think about. Like exactly like you said. Like and I think I had a better grasp on Michael Jordan's dominance through Mm -hmm. the 90s because, you know, something I was watching and I was living. I didn't always sit down to watch golf, especially at that age, like growing up. And I always knew about Tiger's dominance, obviously. And I read about it and heard about it, but I never truly sat down and and watched it and, and just kind of reliving that it really was like an eye opening thing. Right.
0: Yeah. And it's fun too. Like it was fun. I I think, you know, like er, or late nineties, early two thousands, I was like, junior high so like to relive that through the eyes of like you know we've had good golf since Tiger Woods for sure Mm -hmm. um but nothing like that like you know for like that consistently I feel like yeah so so to go back and kind of relive that as an adult is really fun um but yeah I I feel like that that era because to me like being that age, it's more like Tiger's something that's marketed to me so I can buy Nike. Yeah, yeah like that's right. what it is. Like, yeah,
1: without question,
0: it's not so much that I'm paying attention to like I'm. I'm not watching golf when I'm in junior high. Yeah, like, it's just not right. something right. Like no, I just
1: didn't do. yeah, like I remember him from the cover of like Sports Illustrated for Kids. You know, like right. that's like what I remember Tiger Woods as. And it was interesting to see. It was like just to see, first of all, him go from like the amateur level. And even into college, um, just like as, you know, he was, he was well known, especially in the golf scene of Mm -hmm. being incredible up and coming golf. But then the way like kind of Nike, like once he, the minute he went professional, Nike transformed him into a brand. And that's what I think you and I know him best as is Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we knew him as the golfer, but we know more so as the brand of Tiger and how he turned so many people into golf uh, and people that probably wouldn't have been interested in golf otherwise.
0: Yeah, I think it was interesting too. Like that first Nike campaign they talk about in the documentary. Like I don't remember that. I think I was probably like too young to remember it, or just you know forgot about it. But like I didn't, I forgot how, or I didn't realize like how bold like that marketing campaign was in the '90s, where it's like, hey, I yeah. can't even play on some golf courses. Yeah, so it's uh,
1: like I, I didn't even know. I, I that was the first time I saw that ad. Right, uh, was during the documentary, and I was like and it was kind of freaky because it was like that that's the kind of ad you would you would think you would see today yeah exactly but knowing that that ad aired 25 22 years ago mm-hmm. like that's it, first of all it was it, it kind of it hurt <laughs> to be yeah. honest it was like gosh what a like damn it like why are we still like how was how was it still a thing i mean like obviously right. like we know but like it was interesting to see because, you know, like Nike gets so much backlash today nowadays for signing Colin Kaepernick to a deal and doing all that, that whole campaign behind him. But you no, know, like Nike was at the forefront of this, you know, a quarter of a century ago. Right. And it's, so it, this isn't anything new for what they're doing. People are like, Oh, Nike's starting to lean left. It's like, no. <laughs> first of all, it shouldn't even be a right or left thing. Right. Like they, <laughs> people think like, Oh, you know, Nike's, you know, only catering to black people it's like no like they're they're trying to freaking at least use their voice use their platform use their marketing budget to deliver a a a good message and it was really heartbreaking to see that that they they this all started with with tiger back in the day yeah
0: yeah and that's like they talk about in the documentary too like that's a lot of pressure to put on a 21 year old kid um to kind of be like the face of a you know not just like a sports advertising campaign, but something that has like um, a bit of a message to it um, and kind of having to be the face of that and, and carry that weight. Cause obviously they talk about it in the documentary, like, you know, tiger himself, like, that's not really like, you know, I don't think he felt comfortable with it. I don't think like he wanted necessarily to have that responsibility, um, and I think a lot of it too, like, you know, one of the things that the first part of the documentary really goes in heavy about is Tiger's dad and how like, yeah, he had these expectations of Tiger. Uh, and like, for me, like I had already, like, I knew who Earl Woods was, but I also like, didn't really have a concept of like, you know, how like integral he was in Tiger's development as a golfer right Um, and so for them to kind of lay out like what earl thought tiger would be like like golf was just like a small part of what earl was thinking it's like no no no, tiger's gonna basically be the you know second coming of jesus like yeah right literally is going to change the world and you know like that's insane to put that on a kid um and then on top of that you're doing it through something like golf which is like a discipline like that you know i mean being the best at any sport of course is going to take so much hard work and des- dedication. I feel like with golf, like even more so sometimes, um, yeah. just because there's so much there. And so to like place all of that on him, like, like to me immediately, my thought was like, well, no wonder, like, no wonder, yeah. like he's had these issues like in the past 10 years. Um but yeah, that's something that with with Earl like I never realized like how much of an expectation he was actually setting with Tiger.
1: Yeah, it was wild like it's like not just Tiger not just for Tiger to be the next great golfer. Yeah, you were t- like he was saying like openly like I want him to be the next Gandhi, the next, you know, uh Nelson Mandela. And what's wild is he was saying this when Tiger was still, you know, 2 3 years old and or you know, maybe maybe as just as a child and it kind of became that like tiger essentially became one of these like earth moving societal global phenoms that you know, and, and people probably did hold him in a high regard, like a, that you would for like a deity or something like mm-hmm. unhealthily probably, but yeah, like people probably did. And when you see him, when you see the overhead shots of the golf courses and just the, the, swarms of people following him like that that to me felt like it felt like a like a jesus type character you know like of people just like wanting to like get a a touch of him you know touch his coat you know and touch his garments (laughs) like that's what it felt like and it was it was it's insane that earl was talking about that at such a young age and ultimately it that it came to be that but they did paint earl and i think rightfully so at least from what everyone was saying and from what I I knew about Earl going in they they kind of painted him to be he was essentially the the Carol Baskin of this tiger documentary you yeah. know like he was the <laughs> enemy from like from the get go and he because he did he he transformed this two-year-old into into this machine this mm-hmm. robot and it 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 gave me shades of uh, Todd Morenovich do you Yeah, yeah. mhm like it, it totally. Like the for those that don't know Todd Marinovich, like he was a uh, a kid that was raised by his dad to be an NFL quarterback, and mm-hmm. d- never had a Big Mac in his life, never had a sip of you know Kool Aid or any sugary drinks. W- started working out in like third grade or something, and ultimately, you know, obviously he goes to USC, plays for the Trojans then goes to the NFL for a little bit, but mm-hmm. ultimately just got burnt out and started getting into drugs heavily. And it was really a sad story. And that's what it felt like now to, I guess Earl Woods, credit is he tiger didn't burn out on golf. I mean, he's still not burned out on golf. Right. Sure. He, he hit that deep Valley, that deep well, but mm-hmm. it was, it was weird to like, kind of see like, it's like, Oh wow. Earl Earl, like, and the the other thing from the documentary that stood out to me was the, the kindergartner teacher talking about how no one wanted Earl to come in on, on uh teacher, like parent teacher conferences because right. like they hated him And, and yeah. the, the, uh, the kindergarten lady who looked like she had no jaw, uh, she, <laughs> no lower jaw. She, uh, she, she said straight up, like we wanted Tiger to play other sports, but his dad wouldn't let him. Hmm. And to me, like, that's where I feel like, that's where the negative side of Earl comes out where it's like dude if yeah. you're not allowing your child to have a life which he really didn't that's i don't i don't know if we can chalk that up i think he was a loving dad and he mm-hmm. was a good dad to tiger but in the terms of like building him into the machine that he became i don't know if that's i don't, I don't know i'm whom i yeah. to say what good parenting is though. So right,
0: exactly. I mean, like that's the thing. Is that like it seems like when you when they talk about Earl or in the documentary when Tiger's talking about Earl, there's never any like real animosity or anything like that. There's there's times where we'll talk about him and it'll be like, oh that's my dad.
1: Right, right. Like
0: I, I think it's very clear that like Tiger's love for his father is like undeniable. Like he absolutely loved his father. Um but there's still a lot of just like Stuff within that relationship that you know, again, who are we to to judge? But yeah. at the same time, there's a lot of stuff in that relationship that seems pretty dis- dysfunctional Um, you know, like with Earl, you know, just you know, obviously, you said the kindergarten teacher mentioning they don't like having him around. Um uh, you know, the the letter to Dina, uh Tiger's Dina. first girlfriend.
1: I yeah, can we talk I'm, about old Dina Parr for a bit?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I in that letter though, I'm convinced Tiger Woods did not write that letter or at least like somebody dictated
1: to him what to write to her. Cause Look, it you, just I, seems so strange. First of all, I love a good conspiracy theory. So oh, yeah. like if we're, if we're going to be uh, tiger letter truthers, I'm all for it. Um, right. Dina. First of all, totally tigers type blonde. Yep. You know. I, I honestly, so when I watched the, uh, the
0: trailer, I, at first glance I just thought it was uh, Lindsey Vaughn
1: she does ha- oh major Lindsay Vaughn vibes there yeah major yeah. Lindsay Vaughn Vibes who uh, ultimately ended up did dating Tiger. yeah um, I love that's 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 actually a great take uh, yeah. yeah no so then so Dina was his first girlfriend mm-hmm. which I think what came in like high school I, high, I guess uh,
0: high school and I think college from but what I
1: remember. I, I, I totally agree with you with the letter. I there's not a chance Tiger wrote that. And if he did, like if it was his handwriting, he was told what to say. Because one, it came out of the blue. But like he right. basically wrote Dina a letter and just said, you know, we're done. And I think you're exploiting me and my family. Like you're <laughs> like you're using us. Like yeah. Really weird stuff. And you know, they had home movies saying, like he like showing that he loved hanging out with Dina. So it's not like it kind of came out of the blue. But my question is, is is him writing that letter, is that the, like the modern day equivalent of that would be breaking up via text message, right? Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Like that, and, and he would probably like sign it with like a tiger emoji. <laughs> he just draws <laughs> a little tiger next yeah. to his name. Yeah. yeah you're right like that's what i i i don't know i it's not it's a cold-blooded way to uh to break up with someone in right. my opinion
0: well yeah. when you start a breakup letter with i'm writing to inform you as if it's like a business letter <laughs> like like i would get it like i would i would think that it was more probably tiger if it was like hey dina i'm so sorry but I yeah, can't right, understand right. You. like that's a breakup letter like she you basically sent her a memo
1: right like it's what it
0: was like uh i'm writing to inform you that i will no longer need your services as my girlfriend
1: (laughs) it was like he was writing reebok to turn them down for his (laughs) brand endorsement deal yeah (laughs) right Uh, Uh, poor dina yeah yeah. she deserves better to be honest Uh, she she should have gone she should have hooked up with phil mickelson after that yeah for sure i think that like one
0: of the things i took with like obviously they interview her in the documentary she yeah. seems so level-headed, and it's like yes. the things that she says, like uh, about her relationship and like who Tiger was during that time. Like, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, obviously Tiger's not interviewed in this documentary, so like, who knows what he would say about stuff like this? But um, it, it seems really genuine, and I, yeah, I think she's great.
1: Um, do, you, do you think? Do you think Dana still wants to get back together with Tiger?
0: Maybe is Tiger. <laughs> Tigers is he single? Like, I don't know what his status well, is. That's right a good now.
1: question. I, I don't think so, but hmm. that's a good that's a great question. Maybe there's hope. Yeah, that's what I'm like. I think that's what we I think we turn this tiger doc into a love story. Let's and I do think, it. yeah, like let's let's start the rumors Like Dina wants to get back with Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah, and you could hear it in her voice. Like, right. you know, she the fact that she saved that letter. You don't save letters of people that like you don't want to end up with like That's eventually. true.
0: Or like maybe she knew he was going to be famous and be like this could be good for a documentary That's, yeah, that, in about him years.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. She's <laughs> holding out. She's holding out for when he, you know, he finally gets the uh, majors title and then he's going <laughs> to she's going to <Yeah>. sell it. <laughs>
0: yeah. You yeah, you mentioned too um Phil Mickelson. And I think oh. by far my favorite part of the documentary was
1: Tiger big leaguing Phil with a three wood. Oh my God. <laughs> I had no idea. Like that was news to me. I did not know he won that he did that, that he, he could do that, that he could so, out drive Phil with a three wood. But then that, that was like such a good, that was such a good inside look into the mental games that he plays. And uh, Stevie Williams, his old caddy was, was the one telling that story. and, like it's so true like that's why tiger is so good not only are you like intimidated to play alongside him but then he does stuff like that mm-hmm. where cuz what did phil say phil said like he's like do you normally hit that th- the three wood that far right and tiger says no it's usually further farther man <laughs> that's so just
0: like big league that like, is boss without that. question <laughs> i love that
1: Yeah. Um, The Tigers. I love. I which I didn't know this. So the Tigers' mom gave Phil the nickname Hefty. Yes. To I'll be honest, I legit thought that was a Jim Rome thing because whenever Mickelson would be brought up on the show at all, there was a take about him. If a caller called in about him, no matter whenever Phil Mickelson was mentioned, it wasn't Phil. It wasn't Mickelson. It wasn't even Lefty. Mm -hmm. It was Hefty. Always, always Hefty. Which is to me one of the funniest nicknames arguably in sports right? (laughs) because Phil is a heavier set dude. He looks like a Pixar character. Yeah. I, I think it is interesting
0: to like how Tiger, obviously like this pursuit of perfection and like everything he did to be the best. And then Phil like is just like, yeah, just naturally talented. That's gotta be the most frustrating thing in the world. When you have somebody like Phil Mickelson who's just like, yeah, I don't have to do all the same things you do. Yes. And I'm just like almost as good, like, you know, some years even better than Tiger.
1: Like, man. That, that used to, that, that rang true in me. Cause obviously, like, I'm not like the biggest guy on earth. In fact, right. I'm one of the smallest. <laughs> but the fact that, like, you know, like playing, like, playing college football or even high school football and like seeing dudes that were like twice my size, mm-hmm. seeing them work out like half as much. Yeah. That was so irritating to me because it's like, dude, you have the physical gifts. You like you were born with the size, with the strength, like with everything. If you worked as much as I worked, like I have to work so hard just to get to your level. And if you worked out that much, you would be, you could be great. You could be one of the greatest. And so I I love, I loved Tiger's angle when it comes to Phil and that frustration that he would get. Because, you know, he was playing, he was chasing Phil with all the records in Southern California because mm-hmm. he was six years older than him. And, you know, he went on to, um, you know, f- so Phil kind of had that head start and every one of, you know, the Southern California records that Tiger was chasing were made by Phil. Right. And, but he didn't work near as much. And obviously like we saw like how much weight training became a thing for Tiger Woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of on the forefront of that with golfers. It, it's funny to go back and see the old clips. You see all these golfers, these white dudes in these huge baggy golf tees and huge baggy khaki pants. Right. And that's not what you see today. Now you see these like form fitting shirts with like, mm-hmm. you know, you, the Brooks Kepka level pythons. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and tiger was really the the guy behind that. And mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy to think that the, the best golfer, was also behind the one like the the strength movement in golf and Michael Jordan was the same way in basketball. Mm. The he was the one that started okay, let's start lifting weights. Let's start getting physical and getting bigger and faster and stronger. Right. to improve our game even better than it already is. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, I I I love the I love getting the behind the scenes look into the Tiger Phil rivalry. Right. Right. Well, I mean,
0: as far as, like, natural talent goes, they showed clips of Tiger on the golf course at two years old, hitting the ball better than I can hit it <laughs> as a 32-year-old. Like, they yeah. showed that. There, I think there was, like, one he was, like, in the middle of the fairway, and he hit a ball. And it was, like, I was, like, that's, that's better than I can do. Yeah. Like, I might get lucky and hit it farther and have a good shot every one in, like,
1: 10 or 15 shots. Yeah. But that's, damn. Like the only, the only thing I took solace in that with was like, it's like, okay, yes, he could, he could outdrive me at two. Then yeah, he could right now, like at my age. Yeah. But could he pop a wheelie on his BMX bike at that age? Cause uh, I don't think so. I don't think he was doing anything but golf. So that was like, yeah. I kind of like, like knowing I was better at tiger and like basically everything else in childhood, right. I that all he did was golf. It made me feel a little bit better about myself. Yeah
0: like I'll challenge I'll challenge Tiger to movie trivia any day.
1: Right? I'll take I would it. play Dude, I would I, I would play for keeps in a, a game of pogs against yeah. Tiger. Yeah. You know. Like but yeah, throw that slammer down, Tiger. Oh, you don't know how? <laughs> Probably cuz you didn't have a childhood, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 you can hit you can hit 300 par on uh on a on a uh, freaking uh par 5 great dude congrats yeah congrats you know what i can do i can jump rope yeah (laughs) take that
0: yeah oh man that that i mean like yeah it's so funny to watch like those old videos of tiger and like the kid like again we kind of touched on it but like what we think of tiger woods now is like elite athlete cool guy like that's yeah that's typically what i think and then you watch like videos of him in high school just being this (laughs) awkward nerdy like yeah like they show like video of him in the classroom and it's like i went to high school i i know that guy like i like there's so many people i can think of in my past i'm like oh my gosh that was like a kid i knew in high school yeah and like
1: that could have been tiger woods like that's that's pretty crazy right and not to like make it about physical appearance but those teeth my gosh those things were longer than the second hole at augusta like 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 just they went on for days
0: he needed time for his head to catch up with his (laughs) mouth like it took it took a while but i I mean they're still pretty big but like his head's a lot bigger now so i feel like it's kind
1: of like even now yeah Yeah. it's somewhat it's somewhat gotten to like proportionally okay sizes like his teeth are still pretty big um, and it yeah. was da- made even more noticeable that time he lost his tooth. Do you remember that when he no. lost his tooth? Oh gosh. If you do Google, do you think they'll get to that in part two? Oh, I hope so. I, <laughs> I, I, honestly, that's one of the things on my list of like things I want to see in the next episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, him, um, his tooth fell oh. out. Like when it was, when he was dating Lindsay Vaughn, he was like, almost okay. and if you Google Tiger Woods missing tooth, you'll see a picture of him. With his tooth, missing. it may have been knocked out by Elon when she took the nine iron to his face. I don't know. Again, something oh, maybe geez. we'll get to in in, in episode two. But that, Yeah, I, my man's got some, got a grill, and I don't put that lightly at all. Yeah.
0: Well, that's exciting. Something to look forward to for sure. <laughs> um, the other thing, like I don't really like. It, Tiger's is is his first name Eldrick?
1: Yes. Yes. I didn't
0: know that. I just thought his first name was Tiger.
1: That's Eldrick. That, in fact, that's on Jim Rome show. That's what we referred to Tiger as was Eldrick. El- um, Interesting. Yeah. Never called him Tiger. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Eldrick, it's, it seems to me like it, it feels like that Earl and um, uh, what's his mom's name? T- Tita. Tita. She Tita. goes by Tita. Yeah. Tita. Earl and Tita. It's. It felt like they were in the delivery room and they you know, the guy comes in, he's like, all right, what? What, what would you like to name? And they're like, I don't know. We've, we can't decide between Elton Drake and Rick. And, and, and he's like, well, why don't, why don't we just, why don't we just combine the three? Smash them together. All right. Eldrick <laughs> it is. Let's go. And that's like, that's what happened. That's the only explanation I can think of as to where the hell Eldrick came from. Cause I don't know any Eldricks before Tiger Woods. And I honestly, I don't know any Eldricks after Tiger Woods. Yeah. That's Yeah name i'd never heard before and i
0: like yeah they they don't even like really talk about it in the documentary they just no. say it in passing when he's a kid like they're doing a television interview and it's like eldrick tiger woods
1: yeah oh yeah it, it's good to know i know and and you wouldn't know that mm-hmm. from like just following him and his career because he's everywhere he goes it's it's tiger it's tiger right you know and it's it's crazy to think that it's it's yeah his name is eldrick now I, i'm wondering if like combining names like that is just like a woods thing. Like that's something that they do in their family. Because if you remember tiger goes on Oprah mm-hmm. and she's like, are you black basically? And he's like, mm, I'm not African-American. I like to call it Cablan Asian. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. It's just, I'm sorry. What was that? Yeah. And you and, know, like, it was like five different things all rolled into one. It, yes, it, it, and like,
0: we're like races. I didn't even like get out of, cobbling asian i was like wait what
1: yeah he was like i don't yeah wait wait, how did you where does the puerto rican go into cobbling asian yeah oh yeah and so he's like he's like i'm caucasian asian black Black. um indian indian yeah Yeah, indian and then was there another one i feel like there was like a fifth race in there
0: Uh, yeah i can't remember off the top of my head but there was something else
1: yeah and it's Um, just like and he just could be merged the which he, he ended up receiving. I didn't realize he received as much flack for that as he right. did.
0: But. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, being, uh, like, white guys, like, you yeah. know, like, the first instinct we have is, like, that doesn't seem like a big deal. Like, yeah, that's what oh, he, yeah. like, that's his race. But, like, obviously. And then they kind of talk about it, too. Like, I think it was, like, uh, who it was, um, what's his butt? Um, they had, like, a clip of uh, running back Georgia
1: oh uh uh herschel walker
0: yeah herschel walker that's right yeah uh yeah they had him talking about it and it makes sense it's like you know you kind of mentioned how like and then they even showed the the stand-up from wanda sykes where she's talking about
1: like yeah (laughs) Yeah. shout out wanda sykes yes wanda sykes had a moment in this documentary it was of all the pop cultural icons to pull from wanda sykes got her her call so shout out wanda yeah Yeah, a little airtime.
0: But her joke is like, it makes so much sense. It's like, well, like, you know, yeah, he's all these different things. But, you know, the moment he gets arrested, black golfer. Yeah, right. <laughs> arrested. Yeah, no, it's a,
1: fan, it, a fantastic joke. And it's so true, too. Like, right. there's, you know, truth in comedy. And, yeah, it was – I I loved Hers- what Herschel Walker said because it yeah. did. It gave perspective as to, like – it was like, oh, dang, he's right. Like, right. it's not – you know if he goes into any store nobody's gonna be like oh wait a minute is mm. is that dude half white half <laughs> half Indian, yeah. half asian half puerto rican half you yeah, know the whole, the whole shebang yeah. like nobody's gonna think he's like a smoothie uh of races they're just gonna see him and they're gonna say that's a black guy yeah and it is it is something that you you know us as white dudes we don't think about crap like that and right it's it, it, i loved hearing that perspective because yeah. it, it is so true it's all about perception as far as like how
0: other people see it so like you know i think that was one of the things that you know they kind of talk about where like yeah tiger can say like yeah this is what i am i'm right this is what i consider myself to be but like yeah you said it like nobody looks at him that way like tiger like to most people is like he's a black golfer like yeah that's just where majority of people's minds are going to go So I thought it was a really interesting point because it's like, yeah, I had the same thing. It's like, why is that a big deal that he refers to himself that way? And it's like, yeah, Yeah, there's some perspective. Yeah,
1: but shout out the woods for just making up new words. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it must be like where you just combine words, names, all that.
0: Um, So, I mean, that's like a lot of the meat of it. Just like a couple of quick things that we we should probably touch on before we go. Um, Scuba diving.
1: Uh, Yeah. Why did the why did the pot or the documentary just completely like casually just mention? Yeah. Oh and yeah, there was this point where uh, Tiger got really into scuba diving. Yeah, like I wanted, I would have like if this was the last dance, if this was a ten episode thing, I would have wanted an entire episode on Tiger getting into scuba diving because I have so right. many questions. Like, is this like, like? How deep did he get into scuba diving? That's not, there's no pun intended there. (laughs) That like, how, like, does he own his own equipment? (laughs) Because like, is he one of those scuba diver guys? Or is he just a guy that like, whenever he's at the beach, he likes to go on like scuba diving trips, like where it's still guided by someone else? Or does he like, does he at home, does he have the tanks in his basement that he like brings with him on vacations? Because that is a totally different level of scuba diver guy than just you know just the casual like you and me like if we went right. on vacation and we're like yeah we should do a scuba diving lesson right like i i want to know more about tiger's love for scuba diving but i did love his reasoning for getting into scuba diving yeah was the, the fishies don't know me down there. Is basically yep. he's not famous to fish so <laughs> got up, hey fish come on like why aren't why are fish not invested in golf like the rest of us that's I what i want to know, know. There you yeah. go. <laughs> nike needs a marketing campaign just for fish yeah t- yeah for sure. Uh, and then his
0: mom, Coltita, like, maybe the scary... Like, she terrifies me. Like, I, I mean, they don't really talk about her too much because Earl is such this big personality that, you yeah. know, there's not a lot to go off of. But the things they do say are, like, give you
1: the chills. Like, she's just so, yes. like... She... Yeah. She, and, and what they said in the documentary was, like, she was kind of, like, the authoritarian in the family. Like, she was right. the hard-nosed parent, which I would have guessed it would have been Earl based off of how much Earl wanted this for tiger. Yeah. But like they talked about the one time he he slept over at Dina's place when he was home from college and, and they got pissed about that. And he got, you know, just, just ripped into by his parents and his, and his mom probably gave him the worst of it from, yeah. you know, just between the two. So, right. But, yeah yeah tita i would not want to you know like people say like oh would you want to go golfing with tiger uh more than i would tita that's yeah, for sure for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely especially if she she came up with the nickname hefty so like yeah. not only is she like mean like or like you know can be nasty but like she could be like she could jab you like yeah. just roast you when right. you're not least expected
0: yeah uh yeah i'm i'm scared of her that's for sure um, and then yeah, I mean, really the last thing they, they kind of, like it's towards the end of the documentary, but they they talk about John grumman who's the family friend, kind of paints this picture of what it was like to be on the golf course when Tiger was a teenager, and it was just Earl giving lessons to like blondes, and he's like, I don't even know where he found these women, and then they just had <laughs> like the Winnebago to go get drinks the, and whatever.
1: The Winnebago. Else. Oh, oh man, dude. Okay, so the Winnebago. Let's talk about this for just a second. Like if, okay. So if, if we went into that, I guess my only question is like, how many stains are in the Winnebago? Mm. Like if we went into that Winnebago with a MTV room Raiders blacklight, (laughs) like would the whole room just like glow? probably my what i imagine the inside of that
0: winnebago to look like is just messy and then the bar is like pristine with like really <laughs> really nice like bottles of alcohol yeah. you gotta impress your right
1: everything else is just a total mess and there's uh, <laughs> just like oh it's gross but that bar oh yeah. man yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you you want your uh what, what, what do you want you want some uh some johnny walker black label like yeah. you know we got it all for you girl yeah uh why doesn't this bed have any
0: sheets on it though
1: <laughs> yeah what what's with all the plastic coverings and right. everything <laughs> oh man I, yeah that i honestly like i could have like i, I do want to know like you know some juicy details but i could have done without the image of earl woods taking just blondes back to this winnebago right. of all like I i mean at least freaking tiger would get hotel rooms across from Ponderosa steakhouses or whatever, nice. you know, or Perkins. <laughs> yeah. Perkins, I guess. Like uh, damn Winnebago. Like that's gotta be the grossest way yeah. to explain <laughs> just I don't know infidelity possible. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's not even discreet too. Like what? I know. It, does, like how does a, Tina not find out? Like they right. found out about Tiger sleeping at Dina's house the night before he came home from college. Right. How do they? How does she not know about the damn Winnebago? I does know. She, not, she clearly doesn't do the finances in the house. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like how it's so out in the open. Like at least the way that uh John Groman explains it, it's like it's just like in your face. Like this was happening. Yeah. Like well, you saw it. Tiger in that. was there. Like he would yeah. be on the golf course while Earl is giving lessons. Right. to just random blonde women so yeah you,
1: you saw the winnebago like parked in the background of one of the shots of like tiger practicing as a kid yeah as a kid the Winnebago's just parked there like mm-hmm. right there off the green and it, it, it almost like a you know like a like in a horror movie the way like a a creepy villain is like off in the distance just staring you down yeah that's what the winnebago was It yeah. was staring us down in that one shot and it i he was not discreet about it, it yeah. at all and mm-hmm i don't know it was i it, it, was, it was simultaneously gross but just wild Yeah, really the best way i could say it Oof, man it kind of made me want to buy a winnebago I, I now i'm yeah i am kind of thinking <laughs> like i'm gonna ask uh, my wife like hey should we get a winnebago <laughs> do we got it in the budget yeah yeah i'll keep the bar
0: it's extremely yeah. pristine for sure um, but yeah i mean that's i mean that's pretty much part one summed up i mean the the last part is this uh i guess tiger's future or or past love affair showing up at the end of the episode to kind of tease part two so yeah
1: do we know who she was i didn't i didn't i didn't i don't know any of like tigers like any of the women that came forward or whatever, right like, i i, I know women.
0: that there were a lot but that's all i know uh yeah. i don't i didn't really know like
1: names and details so but hey I'm gonna learn this well <laughs> No matter who it is, we know her name is going to be Epic, just based off of oh, yeah. this oh, documentary's yeah. theme so far. Yeah. You know, anywhere from freaking Thomas Bong Bonk to Gary Smith, you know? Yeah. So yeah. The whole gamut. <laughs> what uh, what uh, Before we go, what are you looking forward to in episode two? Is there anything like you really want to see?
0: Yes. My thing is like, I, I've heard all about this over the years, but I want to understand his mindset about this Navy SEAL training. Like,
1: yes, it's like, Which... all,
0: I've been so curious about it. It's like, was he just going to like give up golf and just go join the Navy SEALs? And like, if so, like, it sounds like he actually did like some sort of training. So I'm I'm really interested to kind of get into that and figure out like what exactly that was all about. Um, but yeah, what yeah, I it,
1: we I, I actually didn't even think about that until you brought it up. We we covered that that Navy SEAL stuff intensely uh, mm-hmm. when I was working for Rome. Uh huh. And honestly, it, for as much as I I love Tiger, that Navy SEAL stuff, like the stories that came out from it, because um, there was like this in depth piece that came out on. ESPN or or sports illustrator or or some, one of the public major publications came out with this huge in-depth piece into his time with the Navy SEALs. And it, he, he was so like, he kind of big timed a lot of our, you know, veterans, you know, or like Navy SEALs, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and And that, and just the way that I read about how he treated them and like, you know, he would take them out to lunch, but he wouldn't pick up the tab. Um, you know, like mm. little things like that. And and they were inviting him in into this stuff that like most civilians don't ever get a look at ever. Yeah. And so I, I, yeah, I would love to get in an inside look at that. Yeah. Um, I would also just selfishly like to know um, how quickly his hair started to go just because <laughs> I'm at that age, you know, like right. I, I, like, you know, I want to know like, was it quick? Like, was it fast? Because, you know obviously like he had a great head of hair throughout this entire episode yeah but we know like around 2008 2009 once the incident with elon went down it the hair went fast and it was like we're talking like lebron james level like hairlines just, just totally so like i'm I'm hoping i don't know i just want to see what um that, that, that i'd like to know the insides of that as well right. also more scuba diving talk too
0: yes let's bring back scuba diving um but yeah no i'm with you on the hair because it's like you know i grew i'm growing my hair out now because it
1: hides my bald spot so I, and that's one of the reasons why i grew out my hair during quarantine. yeah i'm terrified that when i do cut it again it's going to be like more is going to be gone than i realize
0: right right <laughs> Well, yeah, man. So this this weekend, part two will air on HBO, um, which is at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, so on and so forth, depending on where you live. Um, but yeah, Austin, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Uh, I really and, enjoyed doing this.
1: Dude. Thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate it. I'm glad, I'm glad we finally got to collaborate on something together. Cause I've, yes. I've obviously been a big fan of what you guys drew with the Cineboys and, um, and just all the content you guys put forth. And I love that. I, uh, you know, me, like I probably love movies more than I love sports and I love sports. Right. So the chance to get to, uh, talk about a movie that is actually about sports was I mean, it was awesome. So, thank you for Excellent. for asking me to be a part of this. So. Yeah,
0: and also to you, man. Like, uh, thanks for joining. And also, um, you know, you can uh, if you're listening through Cineboys. You're not familiar with Cork Bats. You know, we talk about it all the time. Um, but you can check out the website corkbats.com. Follow Cork Bats on Twitter and Instagram at corkbats. You guys have a TikTok, right? <laughs> we,
1: do, we do. If you if you're
0: on TikTok, you can follow. Cork Bats on TikTok, um YouTube as well. Cause if you're watching, that's where you're watching is a Cork Bats YouTube page where we um, you know, they post their stuff, we post our stuff, and we'll post this stuff. Um, also junk drawer podcasts. Like I hate to say it, but it's a good podcast. <laughs> and I I even though I listen to it angrily, I also somewhat enjoy it. Like it's yeah. a good podcast. Like it's
1: um, a it, like the junk drawer. Not to toot my own horn, but the Junk Drawer is a fun podcast. But let's be honest, the Cinnaboys Boys could outdrive the Junk Drawer with a three wood. <laughs> that well, hey, it's all we do. You guys have you, know,
0: you guys do so many other things. Like, it's, we're just a podcast, man. That's just all we funny. know.
1: Hey, you know, but you know what? We're all one happy family. So yes. that's for yes, sure. The Cork Bats family.
0: Um, yes, we are part. This podcast included is part of the Cork Bats podcast network. Um, also, you can follow the Cinnaboys. Boys. That's our thing. Yes, Uh, this at the Cineboys at Twitter and Instagram. Um, You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can also watch the Super Court Bats YouTube page as well. Um, But that's
1: pretty much it, man. I'm excited for next week. So me, me too. I know. I'm glad we get at at very least another one of these because this was a lot of fun. And um, I just, yeah, it's it. There's so fascinating this Tiger Woods thing. If you listen to this without even watching it, go watch it and then watch the second episode before next week's episode because i i I, honestly i can't wait to break it down yeah yeah all right well cool man we'll see you next week uh do we golf clap on the way out yeah